The following audio is from Hope Hill Church. To learn more about Hope Hill Church, please visit hopehillchurch.org. Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we want to encourage you to share this message uh, with your friends, with your family. Uh, use the share features here in the feeds, and it'll help us get the word out. We all need encouragement right now during this season, and so uh, do what you can. Uh, leverage the technology that we have available to us and uh, share this. Uh, help us get the word out. In addition to that, make sure you take advantage of the different links uh, in the feed below or in the description uh, with this uh, video. We want you to make sure that you know of ways to be connected. Uh, let's practice social distancing, but not social disconnecting. And so we want to help you get connected to groups. We want you to be able to be connected to service opportunities. And we also want you to continue to worship God and help and keep the church strong by us sharing our resources together. So you can use the giving tab to continue worshiping as we give back to God uh, out of the blessings he's poured into our life. So again, look in the comments below or in the descriptions with this feed uh, for the various links and we'll help you stay connected and be uh, help us keep the church strong during this time. We're continuing our study in John, and it's so amazing to me that the way God's timing works, all that's unfolding in the scriptures and happening in our world, uh, they're truly in sync. If we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and uh, lead us through these times, we can see that nothing is a surprise to him. I was really encouraged uh, uh, by some words my, a mentor of mine shared uh, Jimmy Carroll, pastor of Journey Church in Raleigh, was also my church planning coach and uh, now the leader of the Liberty Church Network. And he shared this message uh, by video with his congregation last week. And it was simply this. You were made for this. You were made for this. This is the time. This is the season for which God made you. He's gifted you. He's given each of us, everything we need to get through this time. And the most important thing we have is the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus, in his last hours that he had with his disciples, uh, has been encouraging them and, and giving them the information they needed to know in order to press on, even when the world seems dark, even when there's persecution, even when there's times of trials and sufferings. They were made for this. And you and I, we are made for this. The message I have to share with you, the message that God has been speaking to my heart and con confirming and affirming through various voices around me, I am so excited to share with you today. In a few moments, you're actually going to get to hear from Francis Chan, who uh, I got to hear earlier as he shared at the Liberty Convocation uh, through an interview, some encouraging words that were just in line with what we're reading in the scriptures and with God has been saying to me in my heart, and I hope he's been speaking to you as well. So let me go ahead and take us into John chapter uh, 15, 16, where we've kind of been camping out the last couple of weeks. Uh, the conversation with the disciples right before Jesus's arrest. These words are from John chapter 15, verse 18 and following. <clears throat> if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of this world, I have chosen you 
out of this world. Therefore, the world hates you. Remember that the word I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates the Father also. And if I had not done among them the works that no one else had done, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated uh, both me and my Father. But the word that is written in their law must be filled, fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. What Jesus is telling these disciples is that we, you and I, we, we are part of the family of God. We're not a, a part of this world system. Yes, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And the ways of the world, the ways of selfishness, the ways of, 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 of uh, just not following the patterns of God, they're contrary to the things of God. And God has put us here to be in the world, but not of it. Uh, the, the, the world is going to hate us. There's going to be times when, when there are trials and struggles and sufferings. But God came to our world. And as the Father sent Christ, Jesus, he now sends us to be in this world, but not to be alone. Verse 18, I mean, verse 26 picks up where I just stopped reading. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you, from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And also, you will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. And Jesus is saying that although there's going to be trials and struggles, although there's going to be times when there's things like coronavirus, um, don't worry, because I'm with you. And not only am I with you, but I will send the Holy Spirit to be in you, to be with you, to guide you, to give you the things you need in order to press on. I've made you for this. I've made you for this. When the helper comes, he will bear witness and you will bear witness. That's our purpose. That's the whole uh, thing that Jesus is trying to get across to the disciples is that he's leaving, but he's not leaving us alone as orphans. He's going to send a helper. He's going to send another who will guide us, who will empower us, who will lead us to be the church. You see, I, I, I often wonder, you know, why things like this happen, why we're in times of, of, of struggle. But I've also learned that it isn't always about asking why, but asking what. God, what do you want us to do during this time? What's the purpose that you're trying to fulfill? And here's the answer, church. It has always been about us being a light in the midst of the darkness. Us being the church and not just going to something called the church. Us glorifying the Father in the ways that we love each other. And not just those who bear his name, but loving our neighbor as ourselves. Loving those who feel like they're far from God. We were each put on this earth in this time, in this season, for this time. I want you to hear the words of um, Acts chapter 17. Paul is speaking to those who do not yet know who
who Jesus is. They're very religious people. They're so religious that they have an idol built to every unknown God. And just in case they forgot one, they made an idol with the inscription to the unknown God. Now, Paul steps into their search, um, to, to their circle, and he doesn't judge them and put them down for being idol worshipers. Instead, he uses the common ground of spirituality. And he says, you know, I'd love to talk with you. I see that you're so religious. And in fact, you have an idol here to an unknown God. I want to tell you about that God. I want to tell you that he made you and he created you. And he says this about the God, this God. He says in Acts chapter 17, verse 26, And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined the allotted periods, the seasons, the times, when you would be born, when you would die. He appointed that period of time and the boundaries of your dwelling place, whether you would be born in China or whether you would be born in Africa or in the United States or any other part of the world. It is according to God's plan, the time and the season. He created all of us and he created us to seek him, that they would seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each of us. God is a God who wants a relationship with us. He is a God who doesn't want us just uh, building up rituals and religiosity. And, and in some ways, I wonder if it's times like this that we can press the reset button. In some ways, the church has become some things that it shouldn't be just gathering together in settings and ignoring the world around us. Uh, I believe that that is the reason why the Israelites were captured and brought into Babylonian captivity, because they wouldn't be the vessel that God wanted them to be. From the beginning, it was God's plan. Just like he's trying to prepare the disciples in Acts chapters, in, in, in John chapter 16, uh, I want you to be in the world. And although the world's going to hate you, the Holy Spirit is going to come and you're going to bear witness about me. The Israelites in the Old Testament, God was saying, I've put you in this world to bless the world. I'm going to bless you so that you'll be a blessing. But you know what? The Israelites, they kept to themselves. Uh, they shut everybody else out. Uh, it was all about self-focus and not on the mission of God. And so God allowed them to be captured. And in Jeremiah 29, I read this earlier in the week uh, to, as a word of encouragement. Again, God is not surprised by anything. And oftentimes, uh, God allows certain circumstances and situations to put us back on track. For the Israelites, they weren't reaching out to the other nations. They weren't being uh, witness bearers. They weren't declaring the truth of who God is. And so God carried them from their land into exile so that they would be his missionaries in that land. They were whining and crying, wanting to go back home, wanting to go back to what they were used to. But God said, no, I've sent you here. I've carried you into exile so that you will be my witnesses. And here's the way I want you to witness. I want you to build houses and plant gardens. I want you to pray for the city where I've sent you. 
that in its blessings, you will find your blessings. As you pray for the city and the welfare of the city, you will find your own welfare. Jeremiah chapter 29, it says it here in verse four. Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat what they produce, take wives and have your sons and daughters, take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it and on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Verse 10, jumping down, for the Lord uh, says, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God knows the plans he has for us. In this time, in the season of coronavirus, in that time for the Babylonian captivity, when the Israelites were removed from their homeland, he knew his plans and he knows his plans now for us. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. I believe that this is the time. It's always the time. It's always the season. But I believe in this season, God is giving us a unique opportunity to remember what he made us for. He made us for this, to be the church, to be sharing love with our neighbors, to be caring for those who are going without, for having compassion and caring for the poor and the sick and the needy. This is why we're here. I want you to be encouraged by the words that you're going to hear from Francis Chan. So uh, I've asked our team to take some excerpts from the interview, and you're going to see them now. So check these out. What's the mood in Hong Kong right now um, with all this happening? Well, what's crazy is everyone was so concerned about us uh, going over there, over here, and uh, and we, but we just felt a peace about it. Like, mm -hmm. you know what? Like, God is calling us there. So whatever happens, happens. Right. We just have to be obedient. And we're excited about it. The kids understood, even though their friends at school were teasing them about getting the virus. Da, 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 da. And uh, what's crazy is we get here. It's like the day we left, it kind of broke out in the U.S. Right. And we get to Hong Kong and things are pretty calm out here. I mean, everyone walks around with a mask, but, and the streets are not as busy. It's probably 50% mm. um, from what I understand. And, but life is pretty normal for us. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of people and businesses are hit real hard, but uh, the believers, um, some are just kind of mm. doing the video thing and just, I don't know, trying to survive. Meanwhile, there's another crew that are so fired up and are hitting the streets, knocking on doors, um, going to the poor because people are open right now. So it's really fun to be with that crew. Talk to us about like this present moment 
and yeah. the house church movement and the opportunities that are like right here in front of us. Totally. And like you said, I've never been against like the big church. I, I'm speaking at these places all the right, time. So right. I'm not against large gatherings. I've just always questioned the wisdom of that moving forward. Mm. Um, just going, it feels very volatile. Mm. It feels like financially, like it costs so much to keep these things going. And, mm. and, and there's so many things that could go wrong to where we won't be able to meet in these big gatherings. I wasn't at all thinking a virus. Right. I mean, that, that's kind of crazy to me. Right. Um, but I, I was just addressing how volatile we are when we're supposed to be so resilient. And we're supposed to be people who you can put me anywhere on the earth. And if I'm the only believer there, I can still thrive. Wow. Because I know the Lord. Even if you take my Bible away, I've got enough in this mind. And, and I love that time alone with God. And I can go and I can make disciples. Like, like I raise my kids to be those types of people. Right. And I try to shepherd my people to be those kinds of people. So if something like this happens, and even if the Internet goes down, right. it's okay. Like, I meet with the creator. This is insane. I, I mean, I can be alone in a room with the king of the universe, the one who spoke this whole world into existence. Like, what a rush. And I could find a believer or two and, and, and break bread with them. Like, it's in our DNA spiritually. But this opens your eyes to go, wow, I am so dependent um, for some people. Sure. And yet for others, I think there's this rising up. That's why I love, you know, what you get to do at Liberty is is raising up this next generation and looking at these young people and go, look, open your eyes. We need to be more resilient than this. Right. We need to be stronger than this. Bigger things, more tragic things are going to happen in your lifetime. And you've got to be prepared for this. Mm. So even while there's even the internet and we can have these relationships, use it for his glory and get trained up by real people and deep relationship. In this moment, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, what people need more than uh, three Chris Tomlin songs and a sermon, whether yeah. it's on the internet yeah. or even in the same room, and those are all valuable gifts from God, is if you're elderly, someone who'll just go to Costco and stand in line for you for three hours. Yeah. And make sure yeah. as a part of that community, they're thinking about you. They're walking into your yeah. life and sitting with you and, and not out of rows. I mean, out of rows and into circles, right? Having that this dialogue with you. Um, yeah. it, do you think that God could use this moment to really um, bring the idea of robust, Christ-centered communities um, more in the oh, forefront? Yeah. yeah. I mean— I sure hope so. I believe that's what he's doing yeah. is uh, getting people off the benches or, you know, or the pews and yeah. like into the game. Like everyone needs to get involved now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just I, I think it's just a very telling time, but it's also just a, a great opportunity. Uh, I think the worst thing that can happen is for people to almost go backwards. Like, okay, maybe you were attending a congregation and now you're attending a congregation online. Um, and the worst thing is for you to get used to that and go, 
oh, this is even better. Uh, it's even less of a commitment. I can just stare at a screen. I don't even have to get yeah. dressed and drive anywhere. Um, gosh, that's the worst thing that could happen. Right. Verse, because that's the opposite of what Christ wants. Yeah. He wants this intimacy that the world has never seen. He wants a connection right. between you and me. Where, like you're talking about, you can't go to the, the the supermarket. You know, I'm right next door. I got you. Like it's this this like uh, you know. Look, I know you lost your job. Your business is going bad. Mine might survive. Once you work with, we'll figure this thing out. But yeah. we're in this thing together. If I starve, you starve. Like, it's those types of depths of relationship where we show it by what we do, just like in Scripture, when it's like no one claimed this is mine. Um, no yeah. one was hoarding. It was the opposite of that. Yeah, it's an interesting word, hoarding. Uh, I've been, you know, just talking with friends who are going to grocery stores and the shelves are empty in certain cities. Here in Lynchburg, you know, uh, are, so far at this moment, our grocery stores are, you know, like they're not yeah. empty. Uh, there might be a place or two where you see some emptiness, but like there's still a lot everywhere. Yeah. But um, just as Christians to just not allow yourself to have fear and panic, take you to a place where you're hoarding and you're thinking about the person who comes after you who maybe needs yeah. this and, and just trusting that the Lord is the daily bread giver. You know, and to have that. Talk to us a little bit about that. We're all talking about our feelings and what we're experiencing. Here's my five-year-old son yeah. on the verge of tears because he's thinking about these people dying. He's not, he's not hoarding his feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind. I, I, that's, that's embarrassing. Like, I'm thinking about my family and us, mm -hmm. and it's so easy to default to self-centeredness. And I, I just remember, you know, I didn't used to be this way. Um, I did think about other. And when I first got saved, it was like, oh, my gosh, my friends, my friends, they're, they're, gonna, they're headed for an eternity apart from God. Like, that's the way I thought. And I think even earlier on in my Christian walk, when we started making money and we're giving it away and people were like, well, what if there's an emergency? I'm like, emergency did you hear about the tsunami did you hear about you know this earthquake yeah what, what do you mean emergency oh you mean just for me yeah. like that's so unbiblical and so this whole idea of um you know we, we try to make it like a christian thing well i'm just looking out for my family hmm. it's like no you're only looking out for your family um and that's not biblical uh, like if you have resources they're not your own. They're to be shared. And to try to think of that mindset at this time when people are so afraid. Yeah. I mean, what the scripture says, if we seek his kingdom first, that's our only security. You seek his kingdom first and all these things will be added to you. But but you start seeking your own, own family right. first. Um, I would just be careful of that. Yeah. Because it's like that rich guy that built bigger barns and stored it yeah. more up. He goes, ah, that's great, but you're going to die tonight. It's like, whoa, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, man. I mean, as you were just saying that, I was thinking, people are thinking, my kingdom is running out of toilet paper. My kingdom yes. is running. Yeah. And they're just yeah. piling up for their kingdom versus, man, the person yeah. who's coming behind me just as much needs this pasta, you know, as somebody else. and. Uh, yeah. it's that kind of selflessness is only the work of the spirit 
you know, yeah. like in and through somebody. Is there one passage of scripture that God's really put on you um, in this, like in the last three and a half weeks that you've been in Hong yeah. Kong? You know, there's a, there's a song that I've been trying to memorize, so it's on my yeah. mind a lot. And gosh, the older I get, the harder it is to memorize stuff. Um, but it's Psalm 34, and it talks about how I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. But there's a, a verse in verse 5 where it says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces will never be ashamed. Yeah. And like, this is our time to like, it's kind of like at the end times when Jesus said, all this craziness is going to happen. And when you see it, lift up your heads for your redemption is near. Yeah. Come on. This picture of everyone like, ah, and these, these faces just looking up to heaven going, it's happening. It's happening. I'm not, I'm not this doomed to like, this is the end of the world. I am saying though, in those times of chaos, it's believers going, I'm not, a, what's the worst thing that could happen? I die. That's right. Like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Because for me to live is Christ and to die is okay. gain. Oh, what a horrible gain. Like, like this is the peace we should have. Yeah. You know, the, the only fear is, am I going to be faithful during this time? Am I going to trust that as I seek his kingdom first, he's going to provide for me? Am I going to trust that not a single bird falls from the sky without his knowing and he's got me? That, that those are the only things we need to be concerned about right now is our own faith. But, but as we're walking with the Lord, there should be this radiance. Those who look to him are radiant. Man, if you're just as afraid as the guy next door and <laughs> living like that, yeah. man, that's not how our father wants us living. He's, he, this is not, he's not oblivious to this. We were made for this moment. You and I, everyone that's watching who knows Jesus Christ, he created you at this time. Just like that story about my mom, everything was all set up, right. okay? And we were made for this time. And he knew there would be a generation that was already thinking about this resilience and seeing that, man, this last generation had it easy, but the future's not going to be like that. And we're prepared for this. So he made you for this moment. And so lift up your heads, show that radiance and go, man, I was made for this because in my lifetime, there's never been a more exciting time to to, to fight for the kingdom and to be focused on the things that actually matter. Man, that word was so good. So many awesome things. I hope your heart is as challenged as mine is. Uh, in the comments below, before we close today, I want you again to find the links uh, about how you can stay connected uh, with us as a church. If you are looking for a group, there are links down below or in the description above, there is ways that you can continue to serve and the ways that you can still worship through giving. I also want to encourage you before you log off of our stream, in the comments below, I want you to write down uh, maybe a phrase that God has been kind of putting in your mind. Um, maybe something in particular, like, I'm going to go next door and offer food to my neighbor. Uh, something like that. Let's be 
sharing with each other the ways that we can put what we've been challenged with into practice. So again, right now, even if it's just as short as uh, I'm going to talk to my neighbor or I'm going to offer toilet paper to a stranger. I want you to get creative. I want you to really think about it and I want you to write it down in the comments below so that we can encourage each other with ideas and maybe your idea will spark the attention uh, of somebody else and get them thinking creatively. And who knows, we might come up with some great things as a result of the Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts. He's there to lead us and guide us and we should encourage each other with those words. So again, in the comments below, I want you to respond with how God wants you to be the church today. Take the challenges that Francis Chan has been challenging us. We're not just going to try to survive through this time, but we're going to thrive. We're going to embrace the mission that he has for us. We're going to be resilient. We're going to be about disciple making. Who are, who are you called to disciple make right now? Maybe your children that are home from school. You've got extra time to pour into them. Maybe you've never done a family devotional or taken a journey together uh, through God's word. Uh, start with the book of John. Uh, just go one chapter a day and, you, and, and that'll take you through 21 days. Maybe hopefully we'll be back to normal by then. But consider how you can be uh, resilient and be the church during this time. Um, maybe it's about uh, going shopping at Costco for an elderly neighbor. Um, seeking the kingdom of God and not just the kingdom of me or my family and putting him first. How is it that God wants to use you uh, as, as the church during this time? Uh, again, put a comment down below. Let us encourage each other. And even if it's simply as uh, I'm going to be praying more for my neighbors, let us hear from you and start thinking about how God can use us. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and being with us. I'm going to close this in a time of prayer, but, uh, don't log off right away. Uh, give us your feedback. Check out the links and check the boxes that need to be checked uh, as far as signing up for a group or worshiping through giving of your tithes or letting us know that you want to be used to serve. At our Hope House Ministry, we have blessing bags going on. Uh, in the community, we've got different opportunities. Uh, let us know if you would like to be a part of serving. Jesus, thank you again so much that none of this is a surprise to you. You told us that these times would come and you said, I want you to hear it from me now so that when it comes, you'll know. And uh, so God, we thank you that nothing, none of this has surprised you and that you have made us for such a time as this. Help us now to walk out as your church uh, in all of life, uh, empowered by your Holy Spirit, lead, led by your Holy Spirit until we're back again together in your word. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Have a great week. I can't wait to talk with you more soon. And I can't wait to read all your comments about what God is sharing on your heart. Let's encourage each other. Share those things below. And I can't wait to read them. Talk to you soon.